Hi, and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, your weekly-ish podcast based on the uh, adventures of Kate Kane and the CW's hit show, Batwoman. I am Palmer, and with me, as always, is Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hey, Palmer. How you doing? I am going crazy. I think we are all going a little bit quarantine crazy. I'm going a little bit of Alice. Yeah. Get it? Because Alice is crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's actually been, I, I saw this on Skype before I, uh, before I called you. It has been just over one month since we've done an episode. Now we did the episode late that week, so it was roughly a little bit less than a month for in between Batwoman episodes. But, um, the last time we did an episode was the 26th of March. Oh, wow. Yes. So we're just past the one the one month mark. I missed you. I missed you. This this season is so good and I really like discussing it with you. So we're going to have to come up with something uh in the summer. Yes. Um we'll just have to we'll have to figure out something cuz look, I'm way too behind on any soap opera to be able to do those. Oh god, no. I would never expect that of you. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. if you wanted to, I could totally give you a crash course, but I mean, I would never. I mean, I used to, uh, I used to not religiously, but I would watch um, all my children when I was. I watched it too before it went. I watched the last um, seven years of all my children and yeah. one life to live. I, I watched that when I would stay home from school because my grandmother would watch it. She lived upstairs. Yeah, but we could always like. For the summer, we could, like, rewatch our favorite episodes of Batwoman, like, live and do, like, commentary type things. Ooh, that could be good. Hmm. Interesting idea. We'll are, you getting, of... are you getting HBO Max when it drops? Uh, I'm, I will eventually. It depends on what they have ready for when it comes out. Batwoman's uh, going there as soon as the season wraps up. Oh, nice. I believe it's also going to DC Universe. Um, oh, which I have. Yeah, which I have. So I'll have it one way or the other. Um, yeah, HBO Max, like their their uh, shows that they got coming out, I think are very interesting. And I definitely want to see the um, the Elizabeth Banks um, superhero high school. Yeah, that looks show. good. I'm interested in the Gossip Girl reboot that nobody asked for, but I'm going to watch anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't they? And it was funny because that's the that's the show that they did a um a reunion season or two on Netflix, right? No, that no. was not. Can't think of what show that was. I mean, I, I, the one with uh, was it Alexis Bledel? Oh no, that's Gilmore Girls. Ah, well, it had girls in, it. and I mean girls in the title, not in the show. <laughs> no, I know what you meant. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. Gossip Girl was the one that had the um the narration by. Veronica Mars. Yes. Okay. Nailed it. <laughs> so, yeah, they definitely have some interesting shows. It'll depend. I know it's supposed to be a little bit more expensive, so. Yeah, it's I like might... $14.99 a month. Yeah. So I'm waiting to see what they have to offer before I jump What's in. What's Although... your cable provider? Because you might get it free if you have Xfinity Comcast. I do. And we get HBO. Then you get it free. Then I'll definitely have it. Although it was um, Verizon was offering a free year of uh, Disney Plus if you're a if you're a Verizon Wireless 
uh, subscriber, and it took me like four months before I finally bit the bullet on that. So, but it's a year from when you subscribe to it, right? Correct. Not- yeah. Yeah, like Apple was doing the same thing. If you buy a new Apple product, you get a year of the Apple TV, but you only have like 90 days to activate it, and then you have a year from when you activate it. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. Today we'll be talking about episode 17, A Narrow Escape. And I, I, I loved this episode. Just overall, I think this was a really good episode. And knowing that we have a shortened season coming um, because of everything that's going on, I felt like a lot of the stuff that I wasn't sure we were going to get to by the new unintentional end of the season Mm -hmm. is actually happening. Uh, Yeah, we get some answers uh, in the episode and it kind of it almost finishes off most of the running plot lines in the season. Yeah, it almost felt very finale-esque. Yeah, so that was that was a little bit weird. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what the rest of the episodes do. Now, I'm wondering if any if any show actually has thought of this yet. But you have shows that say I'm missing an episode, like the CW shows. Supposedly, they pretty much had most of the stuff done except for the finale episode. Why not try and put together something like a um, a table read of the episode? Oh, yeah, like a Zoom thing. That'd yeah. be kind of cool. It would be. And then you could always film the episode later on. But at least that way, like some like we wouldn't be waiting for six months to find out what happens. Yeah. So today we start off with a scene that that um really confused me when it, when <laughs> it started because we have we have uh Kate playing Mortal Kombat just regular Mortal Kombat mind you not Mortal Kombat versus DC which I was kind of sad that she wasn't playing that um and we see Alice kind of walk in as she's yelling at the TV and Alice is just there with a bottle of wine and is and like, then they start playing Mortal Kombat together. And I'm just yes. like, what is happening right now? But this exactly. is so cool. Like, my, my only note on it was, um, what is going on? <laughs> I was so confused because I kind of forgot for a second where she where Alice left off. So I was well, just kind of thinking for a minute, oh, OK, they're kind of doing this weird bonding thing and then when the lights flickered i was like oh wait this isn't real yeah i'm like no i thought alice was in arkham like what like are we is there a time skip like what is going on alice is alice they notice the electricity kind of flicker once and alice complains to uh kate who supposedly had bought the you know bought the building and renovated it and then the the electricity goes a little bit more just as alice is kind of um revealing her feelings to kate and happy that she never gave up on her that was the moment that i kind of went that's where i started to go wait this doesn't fit right yeah, like um no, Kate Kate gave up on you, honey. Like more, more like than I, once. Yeah, a couple of times. Um, the electricity starts to crackle again, and 
you know, Kate, you know, Kate says that it's this is going to be ending soon. And Alice kind of figures out what's going on. She tell, you know, she says she wants to stay. We cut to her in Arkham with electroshock therapy. And this, look, I, I know Alice is a killer. She's killed one to a hundred people. Who knows? Right. It, I think but you and I are show, about to make the same point. <laughs> the show goes to such lengths for make, to make me feel bad for Alice. Like, it's... And I was watching it, and I'm like, what is that guy doing to her? And I even put out on Twitter while I was watching it that I don't think when they, like, when Kate and, and J- Jacob agreed to put her in there that they thought she would get electroshock treatments. Correct. Um, yeah, usually no one knows what goes on at Arkham, but Arkham is on and off been been shown as like a almost like a facility almost like an asylum back from the era when Batman first came out, which was the 30s, um, where they do electroshock or they'll do um, uh, the 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 brain thing. Lobotomy. Yeah. Lobotomy. Thank you. Um, So it's it's not always pictured as being the best ethical place. Uh, And it it depends on stories like people have it's had periods where it's been great or fine. And there's other periods where people have been experimented on. one of Batman's villains, Hugo Strange, used to be a doctor at Arkham, and he would perform stuff on the patient. I don't believe Scarecrow was ever a doctor at Arkham. He might have been very briefly, but obviously he dealt with with uh, nightmares. So it's always it's always like a give and take. Like Arkham is always like this super shiny thing on the outside, and it's a really a really grimy place on the inside. And it's going to be interesting to see, and I'm going to assume this would be a thread for next season, if they find out about the treatments. I what, think they will. Yeah. Uh, what are they going to do about it? Uh, it doesn't look. It it'll be weird, like because right now we just know it's one doctor, so we don't know if it's a if it's a institutional thing or if it's just one doctor. Because the the rest of the scenes at Arkham seem relatively fine. Right, but do you think that they'll, like, get her out of there? Or uh, just get I, that doctor removed? That'll be interesting to see. It'll also be whether or not she's still in there at the end of the season. True, because I feel like she's planning an escape. Or uh, she trying might to. Yeah. We move on to uh, a nice little action sequence. The camera is zooms out on on a hall of stairs almost up through the middle of the stairwell. It's kind of a really that tall was a really cool with a spir- shot with the spiraling staircase that combined with that woman grappling through the, t- the, the little hole in the stairs was my favorite action shot so far of the series. Yeah. Um, probably beating the, like the first appearance of the bad cycle when she uses the harpoons to catch the train. Right. Oh, that was so cool. You know, um, it was it was done. The shot looked really good. Uh, it you know the the hole wasn't so tight where it's like oh my god she's just 
barely making it through, and that's kind of unrealistic. There was enough wiggle room, but she shot straight up. And it was just a, like I saw it on the trailer for the episode, and I just thought it was a really good visual that we don't – I'm not saying we don't see good visuals all that often, but this was like – This really, was an exceptionally good visual. Yeah. Uh, she knocks out the – she starts fighting the, the, the petty thief, and – you know, she's like, you know, I'm never going to, you know, I'm not going to see you again. This is your one warning. He leaves the, he leaves the money or the jewel. She kind of throws him down the, the stairwell and he gets knocked out and she automatically thinks about her killing Cartwright and she goes running towards him to kind of check to make sure he's alive and waking him up before leaving the scene after he kind of groggily starts coming to uh this this is interesting like we saw it a little bit last episode and it seems like it's getting worse uh her ptsd from killing cartwright i love that it's that they're playing up the beats of her having ptsd from doing that like i wasn't sure how they were going to go about doing that but i love it yeah uh we get a we get a small scene inside of inside of Arkham with uh, Alice, Mouse, and a bunch of other uh, inmates kind of around a in a circle in sort of a group therapy session that Mouse seems to be taking really well. Yeah, he seems to be taking that really well. Like he like it's a duck to water. Like it's the stereotypical like, well, my father didn't love me. And like he seems to really be going all in on his therapy this time around and and even like alice is kind of looking at him weird like what the hell like why are you like this (laughs) um you know maybe it's from the shock treatment maybe maybe it's working maybe you know it's it's designed it's designed to negatively reinforce um like keeping up your keeping up your uh psychoses almost so i mean it it kind of is uh as mouse is kind of going on and as alice is wondering what the hell happened to him thomas elliott shows up i literally screamed when i saw him yes it was nice like i was so i was so happy he showed up and um he, he seems to not be taking to group therapy like mouse the only thing he essentially wants to talk about in group therapy is that maybe Bruce Wayne is Batman. He just comes like he just comes into the to the session, steps over the chair and is like, "Look, all I'm just saying is Bruce Wayne knows 40 languages, okay?" <laughs> yeah, he seems to be focused on just this one thing. Yeah, it's either he it's either he's trying to convince them that Bruce Wayne is Batman or that Bruce Wayne is great because he even as he's getting dragged out of the therapy, because the doctor's like, this isn't what therapy's for. Like, either do it right or don't, or get out of here. He's talking about how Bruce Wayne's his best friend and how he's going to get the doctor removed for handling him this way. I I just loved seeing Tommy back, and I kind of want him back more. Uh, I think he is going to be a reoccurring character, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. When they initially cast him, I believe they did say... Um, he was going to have some sort of reoccurring role. So it'll be, it'll be nice because I, 
I do like what the actor's done with the character so far. And I love the actor so much. I've loved him since Revenge. And they've kind of kept Tommy's character to the to the um, comic books. So that is that is stuff that I'm really interested in seeing. Even though they even though they kind of stole the scene from my unpublished manuscript uh, where where uh, Batman is a actual bat. Um, yeah, it was no, it wasn't it wasn't Batman it was an actual bat. I can't remember. But someone knew like one of the villains knew Batman was Bruce Wayne and no one in the circle knew like no one in the circle believed him. And oh, Batman was a monkey. That was it. Batman was a monkey, and it was obvious he's a monkey. He's got, like, a tail. Robin's a human. That kind of leads him around with bananas. What? Yes. Um, and this, and before I tell you how this came about, the the scene was, like, the Joker trying to explain to everybody, like, look, Batman's a monkey, and no one's believing because he's the Joker. And one of the jokes was going to be, what next? Is the penguin, like, is the penguin actually a penguin? And it was going to cut to him, and it was actually going to be a penguin. We came up with this uh, when I was working at Blockbuster because we put on Batman and Robin, the movie with George Clooney, uh, Uma Thurman, and a bunch of other people. And we sat there watching this, and my friend goes, this movie would be better if Batman was a monkey, like literally just a monkey. And I was like, that's a great idea. We need to do this. I don't even like I don't even know what to say to that. All I'm saying is there's gold in that. <laughs> I, OK, yep, yep. so we move on <laughs> to uh, a cop waking up uh, with a bomb strapped to him. This was my literal holy shit moment of the episode. <laughs> I was like, well, I wasn't expecting this to go there. <laughs> the cop wakes up in this saw-esque trap and uh wakes up and he sees the the bomb strapped to his chest and then he sees that the recorder is taped to his hand and it has a note that says play me so he plays it and this guy comes on and says you know essentially he says you're a hero there are no heroes you have a bomb strapped to you there's another bomb in a place you know in another location for you to live, all you have to do is hit the yellow button, and if you do that, you know, the other bomb will go off, and you're going to kill, you know, and you're going to kill untold people, but save yourself, and I'm sure there was more to that message, but by then the cop already hit the button. Right, like, no, that was, was like, ba- nope, basically the gist of the Yellow, you said? Okay. <laughs> now, does the, he was called the detonator, right? Yes. Is this a Batman villain, or is this just a random Gotham City villain that they made up? Um, I'm not going to say they made him up. I'm going to say if he is a villain, he's not... He's, he's an not obscure like a, villain? Yeah, he's not a recurring one, or one that's been in the comics in the last 10, 15 years, um, because that's at least been my steady time frame of reading Batman comics. Uh, if he came in before that, it was maybe for a couple uh, issues, but nothing, nothing too overt. So he's probably made up, but at the same time, they've done enough of these obscure characters that it's very possible. He's one of them. Okay. And just, just a slight, um, 
aside here, did you laugh when you noticed, like, because it looked to me like the tape that said Play Me was from, like, 1995? Well, yeah, where are you going to find a recorder nowadays? I was just like, could it make that an MP3? Because why? Uh, they don't exist in Canada. <laughs> I, don't, I was like, I don't know. I w- it was just weird because bet you know Batwoman is such a technology forward show that to see it them use something that was not so technology forward was like oh that's an interesting choice. It was, but I mean it just it looks creepier if it's a if it's a thing like oh no it, I, it, I I if it's like an old I thing. get. I get it. It was just it was just something that I noticed while I was watching. I noticed weird things. So, uh I'm looking online right now. First appearance in Robin Volume 2, 1968, January 2008. So, I was right in my in my 10 years. Also, it's a Robin comic. Who the hell reads Robin? Um but <laughs> But there was a villain called the Detonator. He was affiliated with the League of Assassins, the Leviathan Organization, and Seven Men of Death. His alignment was bad. Surprise, surprise. Uh, (laughs) It doesn't look like they've ever unmasked him, but he was a male. Uh, He was created by Peter Milligan and Freddie Williams. Um, Yeah, I don't remember that. I don't remember that time frame on Robin. Um, so it was after the new 50, it was after the new 52. So he hasn't shown up since, uh, or he was created in flashpoint or before flashpoint. Um, if he's shown up, he's just been here or there. Um, so he is a real, he is a real villain apparently. Um, yeah. So the, the recorder looks weird. What was weird, what weirded me out in the scene was on the establishing shot that's above the cop car because the light is directly on the cop car it was hard to tell if the cop car was oddly shaped or if there was or if the back part was a shadow now the back part was a shadow but like looking at it fast i'm like that is an oddly elongated (laughs) car like why are we what's going on with the gotham pd i love that we both have completely different weird things that nobody else would notice but we would yeah like like i like i had to rewind it too just to make sure (laughs) I'm like, what is going on with this car? Uh, so, yeah, he didn't wait for the recording to finish. He was like, yellow button. Got it. Boom. All right. <laughs> Next. Um, and we see we see a shot, a wide shot of another building in Gotham exploding. Uh, I like the way they handled the explosions in this episode. They look kind of cool. Uh, they do. Yeah, they they've done really good as far as they're utilizing their special effects budget. Yes, they know what to spend it on and what to kind of like be like, we can we can be cheap with this, but we can really flourish when it comes to this. Yes, we have a now I like the these couple of scenes have been out of order, but they don't really affect the story that way. So, oh, well, we're a little (laughs) bit out of order, but we get a scene with Mary at the at the clinic and they're, they're bringing in. Oh, this uh, was someone, weird. Someone in a Batwoman costume in which she's like, you know, she automatically knows that it's not the real Batwoman. Um, and she's like, another one. She even references like this is like the second or third one. In like two weeks or something in the week, right? In the week. Yep. And she's like, what's going on? And she's like, well, Batwoman hasn't been answering the signal for a week. 
because of her PTSD. Um, so, you know, where, you know, I'm trying to help out and, and keep got you know, give Gotham. Um, she said something like Batwoman may have ghosted us, but the bad guys are still out there. Yeah. Um, kind of. Yeah. So, she, you know, she's like, she's like, Batwoman's not answering the thing. Batman's still missing. Gotham needs, Gotham needs something. So we're trying to provide it. Um, she stitches her up. And and the girl, you know, she talks about um, Mary starts talking about the real Batwoman. She's like, do you know the real Batwoman? Do you know who she is? Can you get in contact with her? And she's like, trust me, I'm the last person she would tell. Yeah, I'm the last one that she wants to talk to. But there was one other part of that scene. She's right. Like she is literally the last person to know Kate is Batwoman. Now, there was one other part of the scene that I really liked when she was cutting up the woman's suit and the woman's like, but you have no idea how long it took me to make this. And Mary's like, well, maybe you should make sure it's like bomb proof next time or whatever it was. (laughs) My scissors should not be able to cut your super suit. (laughs) I love Mary so much. That was such a good line. Um, We also had a scene in there of of um julia thank you <laughs> waking up i was trying to think of what her name was all episode and i couldn't do it thank you uh julia comes in and tries waking up kate who apparently is passed out on the couch in the same position that julie left her a week ago or julia left her a week ago um she gives her some sort of tea or coffee to try and wake her up or booze who knows she gives her a cup <laughs> some sort of some yeah. sort of beverage to get her. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Kate is, you know, Kate thanks her for, for everything. Pretty much, you know, telling her this was a one night stand and Julia's fine with it. Um, but she's like, you know, yeah, you, you haven't, you haven't done anything in a week. You really got to get out there. I, I, I don't know what Kate was thinking. I mean, I get why she took the time, but did she think that the bad guys would just sort of, go on a vacation with her i mean maybe like i was like kate come on she's like i've only been, you know, was it did she say it to julia or she said it to luke i've only been gone a week uh she says that to luke she says that to luke yeah. okay yeah no she we come back from commercial and julia is with sophie in a hotel trying to figure out the whole the whole Luke Fox death cover up. I think you mean Lucius Fox because Luke is the son. Right. Lucius Fox death cover up. And um, wow, I just completely lost my train of thought. So, <laughs> this is when they talk. This is when they talk about trying to trace the money. Right. Yes. Um, there was one hundred and eighty grand that was wired to the sniper who killed um the original suspect and um and shot after shot Sophie and killed the bodega owner so they're all pretty sure you know they're all pretty sure it was the same sniper who's now dead uh we find out that the bank account that all this money was traced to was was the same bank that got blown up at the beginning of the show which Sophie, for some reason, didn't know. 
Because Sophie's in hiding. She has a TV in that hotel room. Uh, maybe she wasn't watching it. Uh, I don't know. I As mean, he... it just happened that morning. If she didn't have the TV on, I understand her not knowing. That seems very sus. Okay, well, then fine. If you don't want to go with that, we'll just go with it's TV land and we just have to accept it and move forward. Sophie and Julia are, are having this conversation while eating takeout burgers and Sophie making goo-goo eyes at Julia. How do we – do we like that? Uh, I don't know. It's going to be a weird love triangle, I think, which I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to like that. But I don't I'm know how I'm going to like it either because – I I like that Batwoman has up to this point rebelled against the classic CW tropes of it all. And I don't know that I want them to give in to this one. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be weird. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Although there was, we'll, we'll get there. But so, you know, after that happens, we go over to um, the Batcave in which... Luke is working a punching bag for some reason I, I in a tank was, top. I was shocked. I was like, when did this happen? Like, I'm just <laughs> I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh, Tony's not going to be able to record tonight because she'll be dead. I don't like <laughs> like he's just punching the punching bag, working up a sweat. And I'm like, I don't. Why? Why, Luke? First of all, I love that you knew that. <laughs> First of all. Second of all, because I literally I literally tweeted out when I was I don't know if you saw what I what I was watching. I was like, when did Luke start working out? I approve. <laughs> it's the quarantine. Like that's all he's been doing during quarantine. Cause he even looked I don't, I, I I guess buffer would be the right word. And maybe it's because he wasn't wearing a suit and it's like the first time we actually got to see his muscles. So maybe it's always been there and it's just the first time we've seen it. I believe so. I thought I saw something online that said either this was like the first time he wasn't wearing a suit at all throughout the entire episode or just that one scene. But apparently you're right. Like we haven't seen his arms before. So... So I didn't realize there was a gun show going on there. But I I enjoy well, I enjoyed it, obviously. But also I just enjoyed Luke as a whole, except for that last scene. But I feel like this was Luke's best episode by a mile. Yes. He had he had stuff to do other than just be Kate's sidekick, which was good. And you know what what was really nice is he wasn't he wasn't the bumbly nerd. He was the strong right. guy, and I kind of really like that Luke, mm-hmm. and I want more of that Luke. And as much as I love Bumbly Luke, um, after having strong Luke, I don't know that I want to go back to that. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see if they go back to that. I'm but sure they, they will did. because that's what he does. I, I Although, mean, he yeah, was... that's true. His his <laughs> bills... <laughs> yeah, he's like, <laughs> they just they do it in this episode. That's right. <laughs> I love that scene so much. (laughs) I think we loved it for very different reasons, though. Over at the Crow's headquarters, they're trying to figure out the the detonator who 
has supposedly has supposedly come back up to seven years. He'd been gone for seven years. And they talk about how no one was able to figure out who he was initially and um, how, you know, there was very little evidence left over, except the only thing they could tell that it was definitely the detonator stuff because the bomb plate had the same number that all of the other bomb plates had. The 214, right? Correct. And they don't know if there's significance to it or what. They just know that all of the previous detonator plates have had that number engraved and that was never released to the press so that's what made them think it was the correct for that moment that it was the same guy right yeah you know uh, jacob's like i don't know robles says miguel robles is like that information was never released so we know it's not a copycat and i'm sitting there going like i i literally wrote down without knowing anything else i was like well the crows know about it and the crows are, you know, Jacob thinks that there's a mole inside the crows. So, like, why Jacob isn't automatically going, it could also be somebody from the crows. But even if he was thinking that, he wasn't going to say it to that guy. Right. But what I'm saying is, like, it doesn't even seem like it's in Jacob's thought process. Yeah, no, it totally didn't. Because I don't think he thought it was connected to that. Right. Because I don't think at that point he knew yeah he didn't know that the that the bank that blew up traces back to the the um, right so without it connecting to the to the lucius fox investigation he would have no reason to suspect it yeah very true we go back to the bat cave where kate and uh luke are talking about the same stuff and essentially that's when you know either this Either this scene or the scene prior with them is when Luke talks about how, like, hey, it's been a week. You know, Batwoman might have been might have stayed home, but the villains, you know, the bad guys. Yeah, I think that was the scene prior, because then in this scene, they kept going back and forth on the back his on the backstory of Of the the detonator of the detonator. And then when when Kate saw the two one four, she asked if any of them had military experience right uh because luke, she reckoned she recognized the discharge code yes so luke brought a luke out luke brought out like four or five files and was like these are the people bruce, uh, bruce suspected back when he was doing it and she notices the 214 and she asked his did any of them have a military record and he's like yeah a couple of them and um he, he pulls out one and and he gives the background on this guy being dishonorably discharged for taking pictures with dead um, with dead uh, enemies, which is a no-no in the military. Uh, and it just should be in real life, but it's a no-no in the military. <laughs> I mean, yeah, taking pictures with dead people, which should just be something that you just yeah. don't do. Let alone, you know, let alone like you know let alone like an enemy of war that you then kind of like make it look like you shot a bear in the woods like um so that's so he's like he was discharged for that and she was like well that's him because he had he had said there were two people that had military background she's like well that's him and he's like well why didn't you know i just gave you the backstory why wouldn't it pop out for bruce and she said because he wouldn't recognize the form number on the dis on for discharge, DD two one four. I'm assuming DD is dishonorable discharge. It is. So, 
Um, it's the same blanket form that she was that they used on her when she got knocked out of the academy, which is how she also knows about it. I like that they kind of tied that into Kate's past, so she would have a viable reason for knowing what it is. You know, it's not something just to kind of get the point across. It actually makes sense. Yes, we have um, we have Alice and Tommy Elliot kind of passing each other in the hallway at Arkham and Alice at group therapy Alice notices Tommy has a shiv in his in his uh sock that's what she was staring at yes I couldn't figure it out yeah he's got a shiv or he's got some sort of knife in his kind of tucked away in his sock or, or his shoe area I couldn't so, figure out what the hell she because it just I couldn't figure it out. Thank you. That makes way more sense now. As they as they um as they're passing, Alice just starts making fun of Bruce, uh, makes makes fun of Bruce Wayne and by extension, Tommy Elliott for being friends with him or idolizing him to the point where naturally Tommy stabs her. Yeah, she totally did this on purpose. I'm not really oh, yeah. sure what her ultimate end game here was. Well, it was she, um, her hope was two things. One is he attacks her and she's able to kind of swipe the knife from his leg without him noting or without anybody else knowing. Or what ends up happening is he shivs her in the stomach and most of the time with a shiv, especially with getting pulled off the person the shiv is stuck in her side okay so she was so see, as, i thought she was aiming like, for as she an turns escape, around you see her not, pull it out okay i thought she was aiming to try to escape i knew she planned that i just wasn't sure but she was she was going for the weapon okay that makes more sense yeah she was going for the weapon and then use the weapon to help facilitate an escape for her and mouse okay so the weapon was phase one okay that makes way more sense so Part one of her plan work. We go over to uh, we get a scene of the defense attorney, uh, the defense attorney for the now acquitted killer of Lucius Fox wakes up in his car with a bomb strapped to him. Same thing. Plays the plays the message and it says, you know, hey, there's there's another bomb out there. He at least listens to the whole message and doesn't do anything. I really would like to know. Like, are these people just falling asleep under bridges? I would assume this person's getting, like, these people are getting drugged. They would have to be getting drugged because, I mean. Because if you not, have... like, there's there's a serious problem in Gotham with people sleeping in their yeah, cars. They have to be getting drugged because otherwise, how would you not know that you have a bomb strapped to you until you wake up? Because theoretically, they're, this person is knocking them out, putting them in the car, and then attaching the bomb to them. And then driving the car. And then driving the car and then re- and then obviously moving them into the driver's seat and then putting the bomb on them. So th- all of this stuff happening, they have to be completely knocked out. Yeah. We go over to Kate, who refused to wear the suit to go visit Adler, um, who was the name of the suspect they have. There was a back and forth with Luke over why she wasn't going in the suit and is going as a, just a as a real estate as a real estate mogul. She doesn't want to tell Luke that uh, she killed Cartwright and that she is now kind of scared to put on 
the costume because she felt like she's she doesn't feel like she's worthy of the costume and it keeps triggering her and i i like the way that they do that it's like how they portray that it's triggering her like yeah it's like it's an very, anxiety attack it's an anxiety attack and it's very realistic mm-hmm. now do you think that it's it's being stemmed from that she doesn't think she's good enough to wear the suit so she's scared or do you think she's scared she'll cross the line again or both i think it's i think it's both but i think it's mainly because she doesn't think she has the willpower to not kill somebody she's afraid if she gets that angry she's going to cross the line again right so she shows up at adler's house and she's like hi it's me kate kane uh i just bought this building or I'm in the process of buying this building, and I just want to talk to the tenants. And did she say I want to take photos? I believe so. And he's like, do you, like, excuse me, girl, do you have any paperwork? And she's like, my assistant will email you and just walks into the room. And I'm like, "Yep." That, I'm just like, all right, that's okay. Look, you're, sure. you're not going to mess with Kate. You're I just mean, yeah, not going to do it. She does kind of give off. She might be short, but she gives off quite the badass vibe. Yeah. She sees the paper that talks about the the bombing, and she's like, "Ah, oh, so do you think the detonator's back?" And before and before he answers, she punches him through the paper. <laughs> and is like, "All right, why did you bomb this?" And he's like, "What are you talking about, crazy lady?" Yeah, see, this is why the suit would have been like. I get why she wasn't wearing it, but <laughs> what are you talking about, real estate person? <laughs> Like, it makes no sense for her to not do those kind of things if she's not wearing the bat suit. Like, she just looks insane. Yeah, she does. We have Alice kind of kind of uh, stumbling into the common room where Mouse is. Mouse asks her what the hell's going on. And she says, you know, she's like, oh, Tommy Elliott got put into solitary confinement. You know, I made fun of Bruce Wayne. And then she starts pulling out her stitches. Oh, I, I got so squeamish when I saw that. I was like, oh. She starts pulling out her stitches. She then shows Mouse the the uh, the shiv. Now, the only thing I can think of as far as this plan is them, because she'd be bleeding again. And if she gets blood on Mouse, they would both go to the infirmary and they escape from the infirmary. Like, that's the only thing I can think of this plan. But we cut away before we see what happens next. The lawyer called the crows and is like, yo, I got a bomb strapped to me. Can we uh, can, can we, we do something, something about, about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we do that? Uh, before we left um, Adler and Kate, we Adler talks about how the real detonator was his father and how he's been dead for seven years. Hence why there hasn't been a bombing in seven years. So now we know it's a copycat. Kate knows it's a copycat. Nobody else does. She gets on her she gets on her bike, calls into Luke and is like, hey, it's a copycat. The real detonator's dead. And Luke's like, hey, there's another bomb. And they figure out where it is. They, and well, that, they figure out where the person with the bomb is. And they know based on the – this is when we find out from the crows, right, that usually the secondary bomb is within like a mile and a half radius of where the first bomb was planted. 
Well, according according to Jacob, um, the like the, his mo is he wants the person to hear the bomb go off when they choose to save themselves to kind of like twist the knife that they chose that they chose other people to die over them. So they just go by, I think, scientific, you know, range of sound that the bomb has to be within a certain radius. And that radius is like a mile. So they realize that that's, that's at least in, that's at least in the area of Mary's. Yeah. They realize that Mary's clinic is in the blast radius. Right. So Kate is on her way there. Jacob and the crows show up at the parking garage that the person's at. And it's like, all right, we got the, we got the place cornered off. We're going to help. We're going to help get everybody clear and then you'll be good to you'll be good to do it and he's like all right well hurry because tick tick (laughs) mary finds out she's watching the news she hears what's going on so she realizes that they're within the blast radius because they went on the news and was like anybody within this radius get the hell out leave go they start trying to get patients out of the clinic as fast as possible the fake batwoman also helps getting patients out of the clinic mary looks around because they're trying to get her to go there's still several people who are kind of bedridden and can't who are not ambulatory they can't get them out in time and mary refuses to leave them mary refuses to leave she starts putting mattresses on the people that that can't really be moved so she gets them onto the ground so they're at the lowest you know they're on the ground, lowest possible point, puts a mattress over them to try and protect from either shockwaves or the blast or, or at least small stuff falling on them. As she's doing this, fake Batwoman comes in and she's like, you know, I'm going to help you. I'm not leaving either, which is really nice. As they're, as they're helping, Jacob gets the all clear sign. They're like, all right, everybody's safe. You can, you know, you can blow the bomb. <clears throat> they blow the bomb as we see Kate kind of running into the running towards the clinic in the building, the bomb goes off, not in the clinic building, but very adjacent to it to the point where like it definitely like the, the windows in the clinic burst and some of some of the rubble uh, comes off the building at Kate as the explosion happens. Yeah. It was definitely like a secondary aftershock kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, I, that was another scene, like, you're right, the explosion looked pretty good, and I, you know, the whole thing of Kate kind of running towards the blast, and I mean, then getting knocked screaming. from the shockwave, yeah. At my, at my screen, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, so, I mean, so far, the, the special effects have been really on point for this episode. We come back from commercial, the GCPD is going around telling everyone to stay in their homes. You know, they want to make sure everything's fine before before letting people return or at least go out. Kate goes into Mary's clinic. She's trying to get a filing cabinet or some sort of testing equipment off of fake Batwoman <coughs> who is trapped under there. She's still alive, which is good. Yes. But just seeing the just seeing the Batwoman costume starts triggering Kate and she's like, hey, who's this? And Mary's like, uh, Batwoman, duh. Like, really, Mary? Like, like no, uh, it's not Batwoman. It's it's fake Batwoman. 
that's her that's her professional name i did love this scene kate goes out of the clinic to kind of collect herself mary comes after her and she's oh, like oh i really loved this scene <laughs> and mary's like do you know why she's like that because you inspired hope and kate's like i don't i how does me being a, a real estate mogul like inspire she's hope? like, like Cut the crap Batwoman. i know you're batwoman <laughs> And she's like, you know, of course, Batwoman's the same person who beat up the, this person who bullied me. In Vinny the something. Grade. In yeah. the, I think it was the fifth grade. And she's like, of course, the crazy, you know, Batwoman, you know, Batwoman on the bat on the bat bike is the same person <laughs> who taught me how to drive without a license. And then charmed her way out of a ticket when when I got us pulled over. <laughs> Batwoman like, is the same woman that I've looked up to my entire life. Of course, this makes complete sense. And I was crying. I'm such a wimp. I mean, not her entire life. Like, she was, what, three or four when her and her father got together. Well, that's what she said. I know, but I'm just saying it wasn't her entire life. She just, I mean, it basically was because it's, it's the, the life she can remember because you don't remember when you're like a baby. I barely remember last week. <laughs> so I that that was really sweet. And my favorite thing about this show is like literally the worlds could be falling down around them and they find moments that make you just so emotional, even in the craziest situation. Yeah. Um and she's like and she's like uh Kate tells her like I'm not a hero. She's like, I'm not asking you to be a hero. I'm just asking you to keep going. I loved that line. It was a really good line. It it was a really nice scene. I I really like they keep giving Mary stuff to do, and it's and it has a point and it fits in the story. Yes. Like the, the show's done really good at not just making people feel like they have a part because they have a part. Right. It's like not everyone... like, hey, you have to ha- you have to be in this episode contractually. So we're just going to give you this to do. Right. Like everything feels like it has purpose and it feels organic and it just right. works. Yep. We go to um, we go to Arkham and Mouse is in the chair. OK, Mouse is in the chair and he's telling the doctor as they're about to start another another ECT treatment yep uh, a procedure he's like i've had another moment of clarity takes out the shiv kills the doctor we assume at least um and that's all we see from there we go over to we go over to wayne tower luke's there with mary and julia and they're going through they're going through the suspects of the detonator and luke's like luke's like no i'm telling you we know that we know that about ba- uh, we know that the detonator is is dead, and his son has a good alibi. Like Wait, you said Mary alibi. was there. Isn't it Sophie who's I'm sorry, there? Sophie and Julia, right. There are lots of names. I, I, haven't, always... I haven't confused them in a while. <laughs> but those are the two you always confuse, and I don't know why. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> so they're... They're um, they're trying to figure out who the detonator is or who the new detonator. And, Luke, you know, Luke is telling them it's not the same guy and it's not the son. And I think it's I think it's uh, Sophie that has the 
that has the idea because they tell her, you know, she finds out, well, you know, we figured out who it was because of the bomb plating and, you know, it has the same number. Right. And, and she and then she kind of figures out that it's she tells him, like, well, the last bomb took out the bank, which covered up this track. You know, this is now this is now they figured out that it's covering up another track, like the bomb placements and the people that either the bomb it's, placement or the people that are got the bomb strapped to them all have some sort of tie to the Lucius Fox murder. So they're basically anybody who has any sort of knowledge about what actually happened is getting eliminated. Correct. And then Mary uh, Sophie is like, you know, that number wasn't released to the general public. So it has to be somebody that has knowledge of the actual case. Of the case files from seven years ago. So that's when they pulled out the records and they looked up the names to see who right. the original. We find, yeah, we find out. Uh, and she even they mention Robles's name because he's the one who brought the he's the one who Jacob went to and was like this. Why are we why did we pay the bodega or the um, right? And he, tra- and he tried to. Money. He and, tried to wipe it under the rug. Right. He was like, oh, it's just a normal payment. When he says the name, we find out that's the name of the officer who was in charge of the murder investigation. And he also the, the first, first officer on the scene. <laughs> right. He was the first one to show up. And then he was given a job by the crows, which makes me wonder, like, how he knew about, like, why he would know about the money payment. Like, did they hire him, like? Like, did they did they hire him like the day the next day? Probably. It, yeah. It just seemed a little weird that he would know that. So they find out like he's the one connection in all of it. They go and tell, you know, they call Jacob to let him know as Jacob is telling as Jacob's on the phone telling everyone he wants all of the bomb stuff dusted for prints. He goes into a hallway, gets hit on the back of the head and gets knocked out. <clears throat> He wakes did up you, with a what? Did you expect him to be the next one to get the bomb strapped to him? With the way this was going, I didn't think about it, but it didn't shock me. For some reason, I wasn't expect like I knew what was going to happen once he was attacked, but I wasn't expecting him to get attacked. Yeah. So Kate evidently stopped by the evidently stopped by the Batcave, picked up the picked up the suit, and started going out on the bike. They put out, you know, they're searching for Robles. Uh, they find, you know, Luke's like, we got a ping on his cell phone. He's heading out of town. There's a short bike chase. She uses the grappling gun from the front of the bike to 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 spear into his bike, stopping it and having him go flying. That's not going to really help your PTSD, Kate. He's probably going to die from that. <laughs> like, it's not. But wasn't he also trying to shoot at her at this point, too? Yeah, I'm so not saying. I'm not saying he wasn't a bad guy. I'm just saying that is not necessarily the safest thing to do if you're worried about killing somebody. I think right at that particular <laughs> moment, she was worried about not dying. Ah, self-preservation her costume takes over. is bulletproof. Yes, her costume is bulletproof. But if she gets knocked off her bike because he shoots out her tires and she hits her head, her suit can't protect her from a brain bleed. A brain bleed? Is that a technical term? Yes, it is. <laughs> so, 
so she she knocks him off the bike she goes stomps him a couple of times with her foot and is like all right you know tell me everything and he essentially says he's the one who ties up loose ends so he is he he admits to killing lucius fox but initially doesn't say why as yeah, he Luke hears this and he's he's kind of he's he said something like who's asking his kid he's never going to be able to prove it yes uh, and i was like oh this guy has like some <laughs> cojones on him so so he's like you know i i you know i fix i fix hanging hanging threads or i clip hanging threads something to that effect uh essentially tells them that there's another bomb out there and it's under wayne tower he also tells them that Jacob Kane is is attached to a bomb, which could be problematic for Kate. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But S- Sophie and Julia already knew about Jacob, right? No, they were because, gonna go talk to Jacob. Because when when Kate when Batwoman calls Julia to say the second bomb is at Wayne Towers, they're with Jacob. Right. So I'm assuming what happens is him. during the. I'm assuming what happens during the commercial. Either Luke calls Julia and says, hey, you know, you need to go check up on Jacob because I'm assuming he also tells them where Jacob is because like he's spilling all the like he's spilling all the beans about the bomb. So he's like, this bomb's under Wayne Tower. The other one's on Jacob. This is where he is. So they kind of they kind of split into two. She goes after the Wayne Tower bomb. He goes out that they they go after Jacob. We come back, come back from commercial and he's like, you know, she's throwing him into the truck in Wayne Tower that has the bomb, still talking. And we kind of cut back and forth between what's going on with Jacob, Sophie, and Julia, Julia and what's going on at Wayne Tower. She calls up Julia, who I'm assuming fought. So Luke probably called up Julia or she has a contact to Julia. She calls her Tuxedo One, which is her code name in the in the comics. When she helps out Batwoman is like, you know, I'm here at the other at the other bomb site. Don't let anybody touch the yellow button until you hear back from me. And they're trying to figure out how to disarm the bomb on Jacob's side. Julia, Julia is like, you know, the second bomb's at Wayne Tower. And Sophie's, Sophie's like, like, how the how hell do you know that? She's like, I, I, I got my sources. She, and, which, and she's like, I, she's like, I didn't know you had associates. And she's like, just the one. <laughs> just one. Jacob's like, I can't believe it's Robles. I can't believe Robles would do this. And I'm sitting there going, really? This guy has looked like the most sketchiest person ever. Oh, I thought it was him from the because I think the moment he spoke to him in that episode, I said, do you think this guy's behind it? Remember? Right. You, Yeah, we had discussed whether or not he was just part of it or if he was the mastermind. We kind of now know he's definitely not the mastermind. Oh no, there's but, definitely somebody above him. Right, but and, he definitely was running the operation for everything else. And they told us who that was, right? Yes, we find out by the end of the episode it's Thomas okay. Elliot. That's what I thought, but I yeah. wasn't sure if. So, as you know, Kate's trying to tell her, Kate's trying to figure out like how to disarm the bomb, and he's like, "You mean Sophie?" No, no, Kate, because she's talking to. Oh, Robles. we're back over there. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Because they they kind of intercut these scenes, which is really nice. Cause it, like it gave a really good fast pace to the whole thing. 
Yeah, they did a lot of that this episode, and it really kind of worked. Yeah. So as she's trying to figure out how to disarm the bomb or getting more information out of him, um, gun show Luke comes out with a hoodie. I loved this entire scene. I loved everything about it. With a hoodie and a gun. And he, you know, he points the gun at him. And he's like, why did you, you know, why did you kill my father? I want to know. And he doesn't, you know, he doesn't really want to give him the answers. He's like, was it money? No. Kate is reaching for a battering and Luke just looks at her. And he's like, you're not that fast. I loved it. And then she's like, you only have like five minutes. That yeah. was this scene, right? Yeah. And so he's like, why did, you know, why did you kill my father? And we find out that when Robles was part, when Robles first came on to the Crows, he was assigned to Thomas Elliott. His security detail. Right. He was head of the security detail. Thomas Elliott wanted Lucius Fox's journal and told Robles, you know, gave Robles a bunch of money to do it and to rough him up to try and get the try and get the book and rough him up if need be and he's like rough him up you killed my father you shot like, him in the chest and he's like, like you, it, yeah. it was an well, accident that was an accident i'm like really he, he charged <laughs> at me and right so when he confronted lucius in the convenience store he had told him like give me the journal or else i'm gonna he's essentially threatened uh hurting luke to which lucius charged robles Robles shot him and then framed the other guy. Now, th- there's one thing you kind of glossed over before we okay. got into this that I just want to talk about because it was kind of really badass and awesome. So they're kind of having this standoff, right? And it's not really like, a standoff when only one person's holding a gun. Well, I but like the I can't think the the cop guy whose name I can't remember Robles. He's yeah. he's thinking like well. The bomb's going to blow up in, like, five minutes. There's nothing you can really do to make me talk. So then Luke hits a button, and he's like, well, good thing my father had a contingency plan, hits a button on his phone, and completely locks down Wayne Tower so that now only the people in that room are going to be the ones affected by what happens. Yeah, it wasn't so much like he – it wasn't so much that, you know, the bomb's going to go off in five minutes in a way you can make me talk. As much as he was trying to tell them – the bomb's going to go off in five minutes. You need to get people to safety. And then Luke was like, oh, don't worry. Clicks a button, locks down Wayne Tower. And it's like, now the bomb, now the bomb is only going to affect this area that we're in and not even the rest of the building. Like, it's going to be contained to us. We'll die. And that'll be that. So I thought now, that was so badass. It was. It was really good. And it's very Lucius Fox to to have that contingency. So he gets Robles to talk because of that. We, and I just loved Luke in this entire, like this scene and the scenes that come after, except for one, which we'll get to. I loved this Luke. Yes. It was a really good look. I mean, so I don't, we've talked about it briefly. Uh, and back when me and Michelle first started, we talked about it when they announced that Luke was going to be a character. Luke in comics is um a hero called batwing uh he's got his own set of he's got his own kind of bat suit but it's more of like i want to say it's more tech than than a regular suit it's it's made up of metal uh it's got jets in the feet to help him fly it's it's kind of um 
in the DC universe, it's kind of Steel-esque in the way of the durability and, and the science behind it. Unfortunately, to get other people to to accurately think of it, it's kind of like Iron. Like he, okay. has, he has like an Iron Man suit. Um, so this could start him down the road of that of that path. Which, I hope so. So that'll be interesting to see where he goes from here. So it's nice to see him have this kind of this kind of um, progression because ultimately I know where he could end up if they continue this. So that'll be really nice to see because previous Luke, I wouldn't buy him in the suit. This Luke, I do. Absolutely. We go again. We're we kind of cut back and forth. So we have Julie, Julia, and Sophie kind of arguing like somebody should leave to kind of minimize the amount of people in the blast radius there. And she's like, well, I'm on comms with Batwoman, so you should go. They're still trying to, they're still trying to cut people. They're still trying to get people to safety over there. Jacob is like, I can't believe, you know, you know, I, I can't believe I failed. This is all, all happening because of me. And she's like, Sophie's like, no, like you, you didn't know Robles was a crooked, was crooked and was behind this. Although everyone should have. But we go back to the um, Wayne Tower. Luke's still kind of Luke's still kind of angry. Has the gun on Robles. He had already knocked him out using the using the butt of the gun and is still deciding whether or not to shoot him. Kate's starting to have a PTSD attack. Goes over to the truck, takes off the mask. By the way, she had said this before, and she had said this before when he first shows up. She calls him Luke when Robles is like awake and sitting there. And I'm like, just really names people like names. Although probably, but still, I mean, the Luke part, they would have figured he would have figured out, but so Kate takes off her mask and I'm like, well, thank God Robles is knocked out. That's probably why she did it. She starts talking to Luke, trying to talk him down. Um, I loved this scene. And she tells him what happened. She tells him, look, I killed, I killed, um, Cartwright, Cartwright, and I didn't tell you. And, you know, I'm, I, you don't want to do it. You don't want it on your conscience. Don't let the anger turn you into someone that you're not. That line landed for me. I was like, oh, that's such a good line. It was, it was, it was a really good scene. And if we hadn't had the Mary Kate scene earlier, I think this would have been my favorite scene, but I, I just love their sisterly dynamic. Yeah, no, totally. That was absolutely my favorite scene. So, he, you know, he's like, well, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, because I feel you look at me like I don't make any mistakes and I didn't want to. I didn't want to ruin that. Luke comes to his senses. They both grab Robles run through the door just before the just as the bomb is going off i will note that when kate turns around to talk to luke the bomb is very clearly within sight along with the counter and they have a minute and 30 seconds after she talks to luke for 10 seconds this bomb is now down to 10 seconds (laughs) like that like tv like tv and movie time is always like fast and loose but come on when the thing is clearly within view (laughs) I see. I I didn't even that. I didn't even catch that. You know, I and I just ha- I only caught it because it was just like clearly behind her, like it was in focus behind her, so you could see it. 
Otherwise, yeah, you're right. I, like, I wouldn't have thought of it. But, like, I, but I think the conversation was longer than 10 seconds. It was like 15 seconds. It definitely wasn't the amount of time it it was supposed to be in real life. And it was like absurdly shorter. But because the, there was like seven seconds left when they started. Right. Dragging when they started. Him, sprinting, right? Yeah. When they started sprinting and dragging him because they it blows up like just as they're getting in in through the door and shutting it. We get back to the crow's office. Huh. You know what I just thought of? What? They didn't. They didn't disconnect Kane's vest. So realistically, when the bomb blew up in Wayne Tower, it should have also blown up Jacob Kane. Well, unless I wonder, unless those people were never supposed to die. Think about it. Meaning meaning their bomb was fake. Yeah, because and they never would have known because they're like, think about it. This is the first time that that's ever that that the secondary bomb has gone off first. So th- either they were able to get around the pressure plate and get his vest off of him off screen and we just didn't see it, or his bomb was a dummy bomb and never would have gone off. Because if if the if the goal was to sort of make them make the decision, the mm-hmm. ultimate twist to that would be them having to make that decision with their life never actually being in danger. Right. Like I know. Yeah. All right. That, that sounds plausible. Cause I know Kate asked him how to disarm the bomb at Wayne tower. And he says, the only way to disarm the bomb at Wayne tower is by, is by pressing the yellow button on the other bomb. So, so cause I know Sophie said that she was able to, to disconnect the trip wires, but there was a pressure plate. Right. So so you're probably so that's what it was. They're probably able to disconnect the one on the single person. But the only way to disconnect the other one is from the kill switch on the other vet is on the vest. Right. That's just weird. Yeah. So Hmm. I actually didn't even think of that. I just assumed. I didn't think of it either until I just like I just saw it happen. And then the next scene, I see Jacob Kane out of the suit and I'm like, huh. I just like it just dawned on me like well the this bomb blows up why didn't Jacob blow up either they got the either they got the vest off of him off screen and were able to work around the pressure plate and get all three trip trip wires off of him or that bomb was never going to go off yeah this upsets me now and I'm not <laughs> going to be able to and I'm not going to be able to rest until until I find out what happened oh well, well. just just stick with – I'm sticking with the the vest bombs were fake. I've watched enough procedurals where, like, the ultimate mind game for these type of, te- these type right, of people yeah. is to and just, it makes you know. Yeah, so, it definitely makes sense. I'm going with that. We come back, and Jacob is pinning the crow pin onto Sophie, and he's she's like, you know, it's, and I'm glad to officially be back. And now she's heading up a strike team to basically go through all of the corruption that Robles had in the Crows to kind of figure out were any of the other Crows in on it? How much did, how much was, who else was connected to this? And Sophie is, you know, Sophie's like, oh, that's a big job. And if we can't trust any of the Crows, how am I going to, how am I going to do this? Turns out Julia's going to stick around for a while. She's been assigned to the Crows to help lead the task force. 
This is going to be this would have been fun to see play out. I mean, we're still going to see. I, like I said, I don't think this is the last episode. I think we I, at least have a couple more episodes. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like we might only have one more. Don't don't depress me like that. We go back to Wayne Tower and Fox, uh, Luke Fox comes in talking to Kate and she's like, well, you know, do you know what was inside the book that they wanted to get a hold of? And it turns out that the journal of Lucius Fox contained all how to build all of the Batman stuff, like all the stuff he built for Bruce. all of the Wayne tech. Yeah, yeah, all of the Wayne tech. Um, and then this is when they, this is when they have the, the heart to heart. He's like, why didn't you tell me about Cartwright? And she tells him why she's like, I broke Bruce's code. And we find out from Luke that the reason we haven't seen the Joker in five years is because Bruce, the Joker is dead and the Joker is dead. Batman killed him. Um, so we don't know. That's all we know. I wonder if that's what made Batman leave. So, so I know when we st- like when this show started, we were like, "Where's Batman?" I I had poised the idea of there's a comic storyline called Nightfall, in which Bane breaks his back. He goes off to get to kind of learn how to deal with being um, uh, immobilized from the neck down, and then kind of learns like how to like he gets his he gets his ability to walk back, and he kind of goes through the process of becoming Batman again. Uh, and that could be where he is. However, after hearing this, there was a storyline towards the end of the New 52 era. Uh, Scott Snyder was the writer in which it's called Endgame. And this was supposed to be like the Joker's best plan to to kill Batman. And the end of the storyline is a bomb goes off and buries both the Joker and Batman. And they're both supposedly dead. Now it's comics. No one ever stays dead. They both kind of survive it. But Batman initially has amnesia. And oh, now see, I took it a completely different way. Right. So now I'm thinking that like they could be going in that direction. And I'm only thinking that because it's a comic storyline. It could be he broke his rule and he's like, I'm done. I'm out. And he left. Yeah, that's what that's what I thought. I thought because when did he leave? Uh, five years ago. It was five years ago. Yeah. So theoretically, he couldn't. He could have theoretically reacted to the bat suit the same way that Kate is now. Only he couldn't get past it, and she right. will. Right. And that's and that's kind of like what I think. That's kind of what Luke is trying to hint at. So. Because he's like, you both stared into the abyss. The only question is, are you? How long are you going to let it stare back at you? Right. Mary and comes in. Then my Luke. Yeah. Like, and then Mary comes in, <laughs> and Mary drops the knowledge that she knows uh, Kate's Batwoman, and Luke is like, turns into the biggest bumbling idiot I have ever seen in my life, and I don't ever want this Luke back. She's not Batwoman. What are you? She's she's a real estate person. It was so good. Like, and then she's like, oh, I, you know, I trust me. I know she told me. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, oh, my God, Luke, enough. The only time, the only time anyone on this show has tried to lie about her secret identity is when someone, like, comes out and says she told me her secret identity. And he continues with the lie. I I give Luke a lot of credit for that. 
never, <laughs> never, never correct yourself. Always move forward. And I just, like, I didn't realize how much I didn't miss Bumbling Luke because he wasn't, he wasn't like that the entire episode. This was the strongest he's been probably ever. Right. Because even from the start in the Batcave, when, when he was telling Kate, you know, you may have been gone a week, but the ba- but the bad guys weren't. And then just even like through the whole episode, like there was a different kind of strength to him mm-hmm. and a calmness that I really, really liked that all evaporated in this scene. Yeah. And I was just like, why? Yeah, I don't. I mean, no, I, I liked it. I get it. But it was it was kind of a weird it was kind of a weird turn because you're right we had had a, such a different Luke the entire episode that it was kind of jarring to see him like fall into that so quickly. But I agree, Luke. Never admit it. Never admit you're wrong. Always go forward. We go back to Arkham where Alice is just sitting in a chair waiting. Mouse comes in with the face of the doctor that he killed. And it's like, all right, you know, everything's good. We can go. And Alice has the idea of, well, you're pretending to be the doctor and nobody knows anything. And, you know, this place is not so bad. Like, it's got walls. It's got lighting. It's it's nice in here now that we won't get electroshock therapy. Um, so her idea is to kind of rule things from inside Arkham. I kind of love that. It's a really good idea because with him being the doctor, they'll be able to come and they'll pretty much be able to come and go as they please. Right. Because he can say that whatever, like whatever freedoms and privileges that Alice has are coming from him. Right. And then he is the doctor, which is have the freedom to go any which way he wanted. Yes. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, I did look up on IMDb, and right now they only have next week's episode listed with an air date. Let me see. So so they have next week listed, uh, if you believe in me, I'll believe in you. And then they don't have a date for the rest of the episode. Uh, So I'm hoping. I'm hoping, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. They just have. The rest of them as air date 2020. I thought I had read that they were that they were only on like the last episode on their shows, but you know maybe because Batwoman started later. Didn't it was start behind. that much later though. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, or maybe because they didn't get. I mean, they got picked up decently early, but maybe because they didn't get picked up early enough. You know, they weren't that that middle set of episodes. They weren't really cracking on. At the time, I don't know, but yeah, I'm I'm looking on I'm looking on Google as we're talking, and it doesn't look like um they have said exactly how many episodes we have left. Okay, so the full episode, it it was a full 22 season pickup that they got. Correct. But it doesn't say what what production they were working like what episode they were working on when the production halted. Yeah. So it looks like we definitely have an episode next week and beyond that, who knows? But I really hope we get a couple more episodes because I'm I'm kind of fine with I'm kind of fine with being short one episode and waiting. Um, 
two or three we episodes might, is going to be. Because all of the CW stuff shut down around the same time. And I think Correct. the Flash only has up through episode 19 out of 22. So I'm going to assume the same for Batwoman. So we might have two episodes, 18 and 19. Yeah. Well, we'll find out soon enough, unfortunately. Um, other than that, this episode was really good. Um, not my favorite of the of the entire series, but definitely top five. Definitely top five. And it's definitely <coughs> Luke's best episode by a clear and present yes, mile. It is it is definitely the best the best uh episode for Luke's character and from um Camus. Is that how you pronounce his first name? From an acting person? Yeah, I'm not sure. Camus. But yeah, for, yeah. Cameron from an Johnson. acting he did some really great stuff. Yeah. So he did really good. He was easily the standout of the episode, as much as I hate to ever admit that. <laughs> um, and then Mary and Kate's little sisterly moment was was probably the best scene. Absolutely. But you still get a moment to say Luke is the worst because that last scene. <sighs> that's the Luke. That's the Luke we want. Like bumbling, stumbling Luke. No, that's the Luke you want, so you have a reason to drag him constantly. That's not the Luke I want. I don't I like strong drag Luke. him constantly. I just like to point out that some of his choices are not the best in life. I Okay, you have a segment called Luke is the Worst. I do. It's a great <laughs> segment. <laughs> but I will say, if they manage to turn it around that Luke becomes a bumbling idiot around Mary because he likes Mary, then I will forgive him and I will be okay with it. Well, hopefully we'll find out. Because I kind of really want Luke and Mary to happen. We need some sort of couple on this. And I know we're supposed to be rooting for, like, Kate and Sophie, and I am. But I think I might like Luke and Mary more. Um, I'm, I'm fine with that for now, because, yeah, the Sophie, the Sophie and... Uh, Kate relationship has not been the best. Like no, Sophie, and you know what? I Sophie need was Sophie trying to, to figure out of, how to come out, and I need Sophie to kind of have a transitional relationship. I don't know if that's the right term. Like she's just come out. She's just sort of becoming like trying to figure out exactly who she is now that she's out. I don't want Kate to be the person that she has a relationship with while she figures that out. When and if she ever gets with Kate again, I want her to know who she is so they at least have a chance of working. It's going to be it's going to be a weird love square between Kate, Batwoman, Julia and Sophie. It won't be a trap. It'll be a square. I don't want that though because like You don't ever really get love squares. Love geometry on the CW just doesn't work. It I don't know. The, uh, because then it ends up like I just I always get worried when CW shows do this because then it becomes about that and mm. everything that's good about the show tends to kind of shift focus and I don't need that happening to Batwoman. Yeah, that'll that'll be interesting to see. Well, that'll probably be a second season issue. Oh, yeah, definitely. So. I don't see them really kicking that up except maybe in the finale where, like, I would picture, like, Sophie and Julia kissing as, like, a finale moment. Mm. And then pick and then up Kate the story. And Kate walks in on them. Or, yes, yeah, something like that. Have that be, like, a finale moment and then have 
this story pick up in season two. It'll be interesting to see if they decide to make Julia a regular for the second season. Ooh, I hope so. I really like her. I like her, too. So that, I believe, is going to do it for this episode. Do you have any other thoughts? Nope, I'm good. Do we have any emails or anything that we want to read? We do not. The people have been lazy. Ah, that's okay. We will hopefully... Everybody's home and can listen to us and we can be a distraction for them and maybe they'll have thoughts and want to share them with us and we'll actually have the time to do so now. Yes, and if you do, the easiest way to do that is email us at BatwomanTVTalk at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at BatwomanTVTalk. And where can they find you? I'm at XOTonyRoneyXO on Twitter. All right. We are part of the Thought Bubble Audio podcast group don't with, you want to tell them where you are on twitter i'm on batwoman tv talk and in theory academy rewind there we go um we are part of the thought bubble audio network we have such great podcasts as beer with geeks tolkien tv talk read up academy rewind hate watch with us metropolis which just came back with a new episode and a new hosting dynamic so be sure to check them out they'll be following um the new cw show lois and superman that got sent straight to order after everything got shut down oh it did i missed that yes i believe i believe when everything shut down um because they were working on the pilot so when everything shut down they ended up at least giving the uh, at least giving it like the Batwoman treatment of a series order for at least a few episodes. I don't believe they've done a full season yet. So if um, anything, they got the initial ten or thirteen, and depending on how they do, they might get it back nine. Correct. Which, I mean, honestly, no one was really surprised that it got picked up, and I would be really shocked if it didn't get at least the full season because CW doesn't seem to be doesn't seem to be ones to like quickly pull the plug on a tv show and to be fair none of their superhero shows have really failed so no um speaking have they made any decisions on green on the canary on the arrow spinoff the canary show not to my knowledge okay i wasn't I sure believe, if i might have missed that. i believe the difference there was that like they weren't they weren't they, into, they weren't in production they were right because right, they did the backdoor pilot Yes. So I believe that's why one got picked up and the other didn't. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. I'm still I'm still kind of lukewarm on the show, but I'm willing to I'm willing to give it a couple episodes um, to try it out. because I really love I really love Lois, both the character and the actress playing her. So, I, I you know, I, I want to I want to like the show. So I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot. But definitely check out Metropolis. Uh, Lauren knows tons about Lois and Clark, and she loves them, you know, more than I do. But she's the only one that I would let take that moniker from me. But definitely check it out or any of the other podcasts. Um, But other than that, I think I am all set. Are you? I'm all set. All right, so we'll be getting out of here. Hopefully, we'll be back same time next week. Uh, But until then, they are shining the bat signal, so we got to get out of here. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.